When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of Battle Red Radio. This is Corey DLG, and hanging out with me, as always, producer Nico. How's it going, buddy? That's me. It's going well. It's going Excellent. well. Excellent. Now, this week, we got a bye week, uh, which means the Texans uh, did not lose this week, so we now have not lost two weeks in a row. Let's Just go, baby. That's building the streak. Keeping on Building the streak. <laughs> um, two weeks undefeated that's baby right. not a lot to talk about yet I don't want to spend all week just hashing things that aren't going to happen hopefully everyone's uh, on the Texans side of things is at home studying the Las Vegas Raiders who just played a disappointing disappointing heartbreaking loss uh, last night on Monday Night Football. And that actually leads me into the first thing we're going to talk about today. We're going to, t- we're going to hit four quick little topics around the league. This is going to be uh, uh, an easy-peasy, fun-to-listen-to uh, edition of Battle Red Radio. So I watched the Monday Night Football game last night. I know you did not, Nico, because you are a weirdo. And it was <laughs> it was the Chiefs and the Raiders. And I think there's an epidemic going around the league, okay? I think there's a... A sickness, an illness, all right? I think it's uh, spreading from team to team to team like a virus, like a COVID type thing. It's a lack of respect for points. Okay, what do you mean? What's What's the story? Late in this game... The Kansas City Chiefs are up 24 to 23 at the time. They score a touchdown with, I think I'm going to get this wrong clockwise, but I think there was about six minutes left. Six or eight minutes left. They score a touchdown, okay? The touchdown and the scoreboard make them up seven. All logic. All logic dictates in that situation that you kick the extra point. One more point makes it an eight-point lead, which means at best if everything goes wrong for the Chiefs and right for the Raiders on the next drive, and they go down the field and they score and they get the two-point conversion, the only thing they can do is tie it up. This still puts the Chiefs in the driver's seat for the last possession of the game. This is the kind of decision-making you have to start getting into and evaluating as the clock winds down. When I complain about things like clock management, this is the sort of decisions I'm talking about where you have to start setting the board, setting the table, so that you're in the most advantageous position with both the clock and the scoreboard and have it line up in your favor. That's what you want. Instead, the Chiefs went for two and did not get it. So they kick off to the Raiders, up seven. The Raiders manage to get downfield and score, and they score on a beautiful, beautiful Devontae Adams touchdown with like five minutes left, four minutes, something like that. It is a, it is, I think it's a fourth and one call, and he just blows by. Their, the Chiefs are in a uh, single high safety Devontae Adams blows by his guy, blows by the safety, and just catches. I mean, D- Derek Carr threw. Well, I mean, it was a good, it was a beautiful touchdown. I mean, it's it's sixty yards if it's an inch, and it's beautiful the whole way. It's a perfect lands right in Devontae Adams' hands in the end zone. It's a touchdown. They're now down by one, twenty nine to thirty. Josh McDaniels, if you recall, 
on Thursday or Wednesday of last week, our last episode with Colton, we said likely games the Texans might win. And I said that they, I predicted their first win might be against the Oakland Raiders because Josh McDaniels is is a coach who I question his decision-making the most. Josh McDaniels gets downfield. It's 29 to 30. If he kicks the extra point, it's a tie. If he goes for two, they take a one-point lead if they convert. They go for two. They don't get it. They now kick off to the Chiefs, 30 to 29, down one point. Okay, so this the game is a ends idea. thirty to twenty nine, down one point. Oh, <laughs> oh man! The the Raiders do manage to get the ball back with about a minute left, no timeouts though, or one timeout if I recall. They use that timeout and they wind up with fifty seconds. They're, I think they're about. 50-ish yards out, and their kicker is a longer kicker. They they think that they might be able to kick a, a, a game-winning field goal, maybe. But what they do decide to do is go for it on fourth and one, and Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams collide running their routes, and the ball falls Excellent. harmlessly to the ground about 12 yards away from everybody. Game over. Love it. Love it. Fantastic. I think the Good Chiefs deal it out, but it's game over. I mean, it, it it was a heartbreaker if you're if you if you were in Vegas rooting for the Raiders, if you were a Raiders fan, if you're a member of Raiders Nation, the thing you're trying to figure out is on what planet do you not want the one point? And that it's not the first time this decision's yeah. been made. Both yeah. coaches incorrectly went for a two-point conversion there. Now, the analytics actually says that the announcers made sure to cover everyone's bases. The analytics in both situations apparently says go for two in both spots. I completely disagree. I completely disagree. The Chiefs and the Raiders are division rivals. Those games are more important than any other game. These games have weighted value because if you win your division, everything's a little bit easier. You've got to win your division. You can't lose division games and think you're going to make the playoffs. It's a lot harder at that point. There are wildcard teams, but it's a lot harder. You want to win your division. And the Chiefs have no business losing to the Raiders in the first place. So going for two on Andy Reid's part was foolhardy. Up seven with the touchdown. Up eight with the extra point. Puts all the pressure on the Raiders. And it gives the Chiefs breathing room. Going for two means that the Raiders can tie it. And, and if for some reason they want to take it weird or crazy, uh, you know, it would take everything they had to tie it, but only if the Chiefs make that. If they don't make the two-point conversion, it's a seven-point game, and it gives the Raiders the ability to steal the win from you. So it just... Yeah, just ignoring those possibilities is a really it, tough decision. It to make. sounds like it, but it shouldn't be. It should be. Let's take the extra point. Let's make. Let's put this back in the Raiders. Let's make the Raiders beat us by going for a two point conversion and not getting it. You're beating yourself. Now they're lucky, and they didn't. They didn't pay the consequences yeah. because they were playing Josh McDaniels, who opted not to tie the game with three minutes left. And that. There's no, there's no, he, he got up at the podium and he said some garbledy gook and said some analytics and said that he believes in his team and they're winners. They've lost. Here's the other reason you, you don't go for it, okay? They've lost four games and apparently all of them by less than four points. So at some Good point, Lord. <laughs> you, you should start to realize the points matter. At some point, the math should just tap on your door in the middle of the night, and you wake up and you go, "Oh my God, I've left points on the on the board. What am I doing?" But it's but it's not just them. Baltimore did it in a game they lost to Buffalo. They had an opportunity to go for a field goal that would have put them up, I think seven. They were up four. They opted not to kick the field goal. 
Then they run a bad pass play that gets intercepted. And instead of the Buffalo Bills starting on the three-yard line, they start on the 20. They drive down. They score the go-ahead touchdown with like a minute and whatever left. And when asked about it, Har- Coach Harbaugh was like, well, no, you know, if uh, if you take the field goal, then your defense has to hold them to a touchdown. And it's a little bit complicated. But if you get the touchdown there, now you're up two scores with under three minutes. Uh, if you don't get the touchdown uh, and you don't convert, you give them the ball on like the two and they've got to go 98 yards. And you like your defense's chances there, blah, blah, blah. But what happened is he lost the game. If he kicks the field goal there in that particular situation, the Bills are driving to tie it with three minutes left or whatever the time was on the situ- on the clock. Driving to tie and driving to win are two different things. It... Yeah, because if you hold them, even if they score... Well, and driving, exactly. But also, driving, they knowing they have to get seven, suddenly they can't, they can't take the field goal at the 40-yard line. So, like... And I and I think in the in the Ravens Bills game they couldn't do that anyway because they were down four. But when you when you, it's a one point thing like the Chiefs were, if the Raiders had gotten close enough, they could have just kicked a field goal. But but they but but they like, the Raiders yeah. the Devonte Adams and and, and uh, Hunter Renfro run into each other and that ends the drive. But the Chiefs were exposed and they were exposed because of just poor decision making. These points matter. These points go on the board for a reason. I don't mind going for two in a lot of situations. And the analytics tell you the more aggressive you are, the more it favors you. And I understand that. And I understand that people didn't miss extra points until they moved them back. I know they're not automatic anymore. I get that as well. But that just means you have to refocus your kickers. Because there's a stat that came out that talked about field goals from the same distance as the extra points are kicked are 100%. This was like two. This is like the year the the first year they they moved back the extra point. Okay, field goals from that same distance were 100, percent but extra points from that distance were like 83. percent So what it meant was sometimes they just went out there and kind of fluffed it. Meh, meh. It's just an extra point. But you but now now everyone's everyone's okay. We we got to have this extra point. Kick it. Get it through there. Yeah, now they become so integral because now that it's way more likely. I mean, it went from 100% to 83. Like, it's not a huge, huge right, difference, right. but that's almost exactly. 1 in 5. Almost 20% of the, of like, the extra points were that's, missed. That's... So there is an issue of mental focus that, that can kind of be brought up at that point. And that is why they moved it back, to increase competition, to, to get scores higher, to get teams to try different things, blah, 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 to incentivize going for two. Because I think if you go for two, you start on the three- or four-yard line, if you're kicking the extra point now, you're 15 yards back or something. Okay, fine, whatever. But in this, in these particular issues, and there's been other teams that have passed on field goals on fourth downs close. The Texans did it at one point also in a game. The Colts did it at one point, I think, during the Texans game, if I remember right. And it was kind of like, a, oh, man, they're going to get this, and we're going to be in so much trouble. And then they don't get it, and you're like, how how do they not take the field goal? They're like, what a mess. Over and over and over, you're seeing teams leave points on the board in favor of this hyper-aggressive play calling. And I understand what they're doing. And I even I even hear the argument that, like, oh, it helps you win the locker room. Do you know what wins locker rooms? Winning. Winning. Yeah. It's really hard to make me, like, no, that was a really smart mm-hmm. play. It's like, well, we lost the game by exactly, exactly. one point. If I'm so a I'm Raider really glad that we and I'm did. in the locker room and, and Josh McDaniels is at the podium – talking his gobbledygook about analytics and about this was the right call and he doesn't second guess himself and he knows and he understands and he can see the numbers and blah, blah, blah. I know what I'm doing. I'm Josh McDaniels and I'm smarter than everybody else. And we've lost four games by four points or less. Bro, you take the points and you better ride back separate. Don't, don't get on the team plane. You better go private or first class or sit with the pilots and lock the door. Because I have some questions. If I'm on that roster, if I'm wearing the pads, if I'm going out there and killing myself for you, let's not even get back into concussions, right? Then let's ask the question, uh, why are we leaving points on the board? Because you think your little scorecard makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like classic gambler, like like having literally a, like a scorecard for like blackjack, where it's like, oh, you always bet this, you always bet that. It's like, right. It doesn't make you feel any better work, on those hands where you go everything. bust. And someone's like, of course you always split tens. It's like I had twenty and she had sixteen showing. Why am I splitting that? Why? Why am I splitting that so that I can have a fifteen and a twelve? What? What did we just do? So yeah, I, I watching the game when when both teams did it, I was very confused, and it immediately calls back the Baltimore versus Buffalo situation from the week before, and just moments this whole season where we've talked about, oh, they didn't go for it here, they didn't go for it there. I think the Giants. I think in their loss, they left a field goal uh, on the on the on the board. They 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 ran a fourth down play instead of going for the field goal in the red zone. And it's like, did we just forget that? The hardest thing to do in the NFL is get on the board. Score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even yeah, that little listen, bit is so every point is so huge. Every point counts. Especially because every single one of these games in like the past this entire season, honestly, like they're pretty sure if you actually did the math, there's a ton of these games that are literally well, decided how, by how many of these Texas one games? One point, two or points, how, every time four we talk points, about these spreads, a single it's score, three and a half points, field four goal. points. Why are they giving three and a half points if nobody's kicking field goals? Because Corey, right. statistically, yeah. it's more advantageous because yeah. if exactly. we score, and that's the problem, if. If you make every two-point conversion, right. yeah, like two-point conversions are better than field it's goals. It's the Warriors offense math, right? Like, but that's the not the case. Shot is, is, is a better shot, statistically speaking, provided you make at a percentage above something like 32% or something like that. And so... Right, if right you but that's a terrible idea Curry, if you don't have Steph Curry. Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins out there to shoot these threes at a crazy percentage. I think, I think there are games where Steph Curry... You know, consistently is averaging forty plus percent on three point shots. Yeah, of course it's worth it mathematically for him to shoot those. It's not going to be true for everybody though, and that's the issue. Is now everyone's looking at their analytics card and everyone's saying to themselves, "Oh, it says I should go for two. You are down one point with three minutes left to play. You need to go for one point with three minutes left to play." There's no question. I mean. Now listen, score touchdown at the end of the game, you're down one point, there's zero on the clock, this play decides it or goes to overtime, you want to try and be cute and steal one, fine. But when you don't get it and you go to the podium, what you say is, I was wrong. You don't say, well, analytics says go for it, so that's what I'm going to do every opportunity I have, blah, 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 blah. No, you're going to say, look, I thought we could steal one. I didn't want to go out there and run a whole overtime. I really felt like we were in a position... I like our I like our short play that we circled. We feel we we feel like it matches up well with a lot of teams and we feel like it scores most times. So we ran our we ran our money play and it didn't work. That's what you say. You don't go up there and act like you you've never made a mistake in your life. But that's going to be the conversation from both coaches. Neither Andy Reid or Josh McDaniels is going to go. Yeah, no, I definitely don't regret that. I definitely neither one of them is going to say. Oh, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. They're both going to say, no, I don't regret it. Andy Reid won, so I guess in his mind, like, he was right. And, yeah, he's a genius. He won 30-29. to 29. Meanwhile, Josh McDaniels left an extra point on the field and is going, I know this is our fourth loss by four, four points or fewer. However, I don't think I did anything wrong. Okay. Okay. Right. And that's that's my issue. However, I am, a genius, I, I am blown away by the bombastic ability to just say I know more than scoring points. Scoring points isn't how you win NFL games. Being cute with two point conversions is how you win NFL games. That's true. I've won zero. You don't know anything about winning NFL games. And I I even like analytics when it talks about fourth and ones and fourth and twos. I agree with that. I don't understand why why teams don't run quarterback sneaks on every fourth and half a yard. It should always be a quarterback sneak. Tom Brady runs something like an 85% success rate on these quarterback sneaks where he just lays over the center and kind of sticks the ball out over his shoulder. I, I get it. I understand exactly what... That makes perfect sense to me. But if you were then to say... That's analytics, and therefore, we're always going to do analytics. I would say, well, 
you might want to like analytics can help you but you might want to at least reassess the situations because math doesn't care if you win or lose math doesn't care if you've lost four in a row math doesn't care if you've won 30 in a row math is just telling you statistically you might be better off if you do this but it doesn't account your entire situation which is something Carolina Panthers uh, head, former head coach Matt Rule figured out this week when uh, he was unceremoniously fired. And that's going to bring us to our next story here. Yeah. He was in the middle of a three-year contract. Uh, a seven-year contract. I'm sorry. He was three years into a seven-year contract where basically he had been told yeah, there was a ton of power built in this contract. Matt Rule... Could, could pick anybody he wanted, could do anything he wanted. He was going to get zero. If if he told the owner he needed it, the owner was going to give it to him. So, like, they went out and got players. They went out and did stuff. The owner also knew that this was going to be a long rebuild. He said last year, last year, two years into Matt Rule's deal, that this might be as long as a five-year rebuild because there's so little talent on the roster. So... Even as they would that that sentence is crazy to me because of you replace a third of an NFL roster every year. So already the idea that like it's going to take them five years to put talent back on this team, I already have an issue with that timeline. Like this Texans rebuild, if we get to year six and we're still like we're almost there, then we're just a bad team. Like <laughs> that's not how football works. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. For That's the accepting owner reality, of a football though. team last year, at the beginning of the year, to be like, guys, we're not expecting a lot. And then this year, five games in, they're one and four, and he's like, I'm done with it. I'm done. We are awful. And he's not wrong. Stadium holds roughly 80,000 people. Uh, there were a lot of ESPN's article has a, has a thing here. So the stadium holds 74,000 state uh, seat people. And they're saying it was overrun with San Francisco fans on Sunday. The owner, yeah, the owner Tepper says that there were 63,000 butts in the seat. Unfortunately, there were too many red butts in seats. That was not the reason, the reason for the firing. As I said, we just can't get over the hump. And the hump he's talking about is after three seasons or after three years cumulatively, Matt Rule is 11 and 27. He's not doing good. He's doing so bad that the Carolina Panthers are going to pay doing him the good. balance of his $40 million left on his contract to go home. But the reason why is things like this. Total QBR for the Panthers in that 11-27 and 27 run, so 38 games. So two years is 32. Yeah, so two and a half-ish, two and a third-ish years. Total QBR... 39 points. It ranks 30th in the NFL. Offensive efficiency, 37. It ranks 29th in the NFL. Yards per game, 317. Ranks 29th in the NFL. Points per game, 19.7. It ranks 27th in the NFL. And I'm guessing that these numbers weren't trending upwards. And so all that being said, they were Audi 5,000. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, they said. Uh, they, see, that's that's the kind of job I'm trying to get. I'm trying to well, be it's a so fine line, bad right? at my he job. Came so highly that someone pays me forty million dollars to go home. Sixty-two million dollar contract, and coaches' contracts are guaranteed. So, like, you gonna pay me? Right. That's what I mean. Like, I have to be so. Like, I, it's like, it feels like ultimate nepotism, right? Like, the guy's like, no, this guy's great. Like, he, he really is, like, super impressive. They're like, yeah, you, he can do anything. Just, like, say yes to everything he does. And it's like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Three years into it, we find out that we're just absolutely maybe, garbage maybe and not improving in any nothing. kind of way. And it's like, maybe uh, <laughs> this wasn't the play. <laughs> so, in his... Yeah, maybe. So, okay, this here it is. Not in the his guy. three years... He and we still got to pay him forty million. He was already there, but was awful. He was he had he was rehabbing from a foot surgery. He couldn't throw. His shoulder was messed up. Um, he was in bad shape, so they let him go. Then the Panthers bring in Teddy Bridgewater. They give him a three-year, sixty-three million-dollar deal, and they cut him after one year. 
They then trade for Sam Darnold, and they give up a third-round pick to get him. Genius-level intellect. And Sam Darnold had been terrible in, in New York. And then, they, at the same time they have Sam Darnold, they still are chasing Deshaun Watson from the Texans. They can't close the deal there. The Browns obviously swooped in and stole him. So then the uh, Panthers go after the Browns starter, Baker Mayfield, and they give him... <laughs> They give up a tray. Uh, they give up another draft pick to get him. Baker Mayfield's looked bad. Sam Darnold apparently looks bad in practice. M- Baker Mayfield's dealing with. He's completed a league worst fifty four point nine percent of his passes and has committed five turnovers. This season things are definitely worse. They rank last in yards per play, yeah. third down conversion, and total QBR. We think about this. The Texans really were so in last place in third down conversions. What that does a, mean such a is in the last two, last two games, they've pulled themselves up out of last place just in time to get Matt Rule fired. Uh, I have a feeling that it's also because it's like Carolina was like looking at it. It's like maybe, maybe if he can beat the Texans. We can do it. They're terrible this year. And then they lost, I, and we're like, well, I, that's I the, mean, the straw yeah, that Texas broke the camel's back. We are no longer lost, caring about this. Looking around like, uh, no, 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 that's Jacksonville. This is the Panthers. Now they're looking around 0-9 against the Texans, who yeah, haven't been good. I was, yeah, I was lost there for a second. So who was he talking about? Oh, the Panthers. I don't know why. I, I, oh, man, totally missed that one. Although... Someone and I've been saying this a for a different, while. literally so different who, big cat. Who studies I don't know why. Told me one of these two is fake: Panthers or Jaguars. I don't know which, but they're the same cat. Or maybe it's Pumas, Panthers, and Jaguars. One of the three of them is is not its own real animal. It's just the other one. So like Panthers might just be black Jaguars. I don't know. I don't know. It's a fake animal. And if that's the case, then you weren't that wrong. But you only kind of I do but you're right. Like it would be a great thing to be yeah. so well regarded that you get a seven year sixty two million dollar deal that you then do so badly at that they're like, you know what, we're gonna send you home and you can just keep your forty million. <laughs> I um, They're like, you know what, in, like in that. retrospect like that's, nah. that's the kind of quality of life. I don't think I'll ever qualify for unless I win the lottery or something. All right, before we move on to some other stuff here, let me do some ad reads here. Uh, Oh, no, let's do this one. Let me tell you guys about the latest party to hit the Houston scene, Custom Geek Parties. Everything from corporate team-building exercises, geek-themed weddings, RPG parties, board game parties, cosplay parties, and more. Call Gamers Inner Circle at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle, are you in yet? It's also time to trade in your mask for face masks, load up the hoppers, and go to war with your friends. Too hot? Too rainy, too cold, Splat Zone has you covered. Literally. It's Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Round up the family and get to 11260 Hempstead to check out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball today. 11260 Hempstead. Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. It's family friendly, low impact. They're trying to build youth leagues. Make sure you get out there to Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. If you tell them, if you on the line, if you type in Battle Red Splat, you will get 5% off. Uh, on any online setups, like for reservations and things of that nature. So check out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball today. Go have a blast. Let them know you heard about them through Battle Red Radio. Okay, so Carolina Panthers, fire Matt Rule. Texans are off. Coaches don't know how to score points. That brings us to the next story to the next story that we've been we've been following here on Battle Red Radio. I told you the other day that this was going to happen. This is this is exactly how it was going to go. And here we are. The Dolphins head coach has now said he doesn't know who's going to start this week. 
Now, more than likely, it's going to be. Oof. Uh, it's going That's to be tough. Teddy Bridgewater. I can't imagine that it wouldn't be him. Um. But that's not a given right now. So Teddy Bridgewater went into the concussion protocols, uh, during the game last week. I'm trying to pull up their schedules. So I can tell you which game it was exactly and when they play. There they are. Okay. So Tua Tua is still in concussion protocols. They're checking him every 12 to 24 hours. He has not been cleared to return to any football activities. I'm telling you, they're going to drag this out. They're never going to say it. It'll be weeks before we see um, Tua come back to play. But as of right now, Teddy Bridgewater is still in concussion protocols as well. He went out against the Jets. Sauce Gardner knocked him on his butt and... He said he had an elbow injury, but their Sounds. spotters in the stands thought they saw a motion issue. And motion issues now keep you out of the game no matter what. He initially passed the test to come back in, uh, but because of the new the new agreement that they made, remember I told you they were going to rush this thing. Because of that, now all of a sudden, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get back on the field. So as of right now, their active quarterback is Skylar Thompson, a rookie. I don't even know what I don't, I don't even remember when they took him. Yeah. Ooh, this is good. Seventh round draft pick, Skylar Thompson. <laughs> this is looking good. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Seventh round is where all the quality is. That's right. It's where all the I, it's where all the uh, where all the backup quarterback heartthrobs come from. He's gonna look promising, but not great. And this so is the guy's gonna be, be like for well, nine years him, because he you know, started he's these going like two to games. Do the same thing for us. Blah blah blah. Yeah, this is this is going to be a guy that's going to you're you're going to remember the name Skyler because you're going to be like, is he still playing? He's like, so yeah, Skyler he's 47 filled on in every practice for the rest play. of the game against the Jets. He's been on Ten Teddy teams Bridgewater. in the NFL. He went 19 of 33, had 166 passing yards. He also had two interceptions, a fumble and uh, or two turnovers, a fumble and an interception. So it looked about what you think a seventh round draft pick looks like when they have to go out there with no preparation. Oh, okay. I see. Now he's ready. Yeah, but now he's going to be prepared. So, uh, <laughs> fully focused. Yeah, yeah. Here's the two things I think are most interesting about he's this. Gonna, he's going to be lasered in. Thing number one that I think is interesting is all reports were that Teddy Bridgewater was cleared past. Well, let me get this straight. I don't want to mess this up. All reports were that Teddy Bridgewater passed all of his tests during the game, and under the old agreement, would have played, would have come back into the game. All right? But after the rule change, post-Tua, if someone reports that you have the motor issues, you stay on the sidelines no matter what. So, with that being said, yeah. in theory, he would be ready to go Today, he would have been able to clear out of the protocols. He would have, you know what I'm saying? He, when they flew home, he would have tested again, tested negative. He would have tested negative again 24 hours later. So by today, they would have known exactly if he was ready to go or not. Well, as of today, or as of Monday, as of Monday, you should know if he was right, ready to you go assume. or not, I should say. However, he is still listed as in concussion protocols and has no timeline to return. So what that tells you is that these rules didn't work. Good effort. Good work, team.
Well, I mean, we say duh, but think back. Which, I mean... Remember, they fired duh, the but... independent neurologist who let Tua go back into the game two weeks ago. And then... Uh-huh, uh-huh. And yeah, now, we also said that it did everything else correctly. don't get to come back which... in no matter what. Now Teddy Bridgewater is unable to clear concussion protocols and get out of them. So even though he, he did everything right on the sidelines, he still isn't eligible to play as of today, as of this morning. So that means the old rules, where he would have cleared and gone back on the field and finished the game, didn't protect the players. I mean, we say that, like, sarcastically, but the whole point of this was, the I'm only shocked. reason everyone agreed to it was it. to protect the players, though. So while we could say, oh, it was an aberration and Tua going back out there, you know, was a rare, a rare mistake, we're now, even just by making the one minor change that if you have the motion issue, you can't go back out, we already have called a player who would have tried to go back in the game and would have done so successfully under the old rules that now is stuck in concussion protocols because he... It's dealing with concussion-like symptoms. I don't. We're not. That that that's far from it. I think. But we're now at so least. So we're not protecting our players. How many players it's do you think cleared protocols over the last three or four years? This has been in place. Made it back on the field, and never had to go through the protocols. So they spent two weeks with the migraine, you know, uh, using CBD or whatever else to try and clear their headache. And just played through it for two weeks, but really played through a brain injury. Yeah, and and that's I'm sort of sure the scary thing. A lot more. So than I went back and I was listening to, to our episode where we picked the winners, or even players. And we talked about the concussion protocols because it was the game after the Tua stuff first happened, and I mentioned in there that we need to any solution that they come up with. The players have to agree to, but then not be involved in. Because, yeah, players want to play, um, and haters want to hate, and you just got to shake. And obviously we understand that, but we can't let somebody pass the test, go back out there, that should still be in protocols. And this rule change, while it is designed to sweep stuff under the rug, it clearly does show that the old way wasn't working. Yeah, because if it had been working, then why doesn't take? Yeah, because it clearly it clearly shows the the, the yeah, disconnect he there. He should be just fine. He clear he passed him on game day, so he should have, in theory, right. if we he weren't be being fine. extra cautious after Tua, he could have played Sunday. Oh, but now he's not. Now he's not clear to even practice on Tuesday. That's a little odd. But now, but now we're not sure anymore. Right. That's that I think is the scarier thing is that now it on the field, they're starting their third string quarterback for this rookie head coach and they've got to deal with some issues and some things. But the reality is that's all better than dealing with Tua getting his third concussion in three weeks, you know? Yeah, especially because how quickly again like i always stress this every time we talk about it because no, concussions we don't. are we very also don't know things. how it heals we literally don't understand the entirety of what the brain does so these players are constantly putting their lives at risk every time <laughs> that they're like oh you took yeah, a big hit go ahead. but you passed a Show apparently incredibly flawed test yeah uh, you're fine i think this is the bigger problem is you know, players don't want to come out. They don't want to be the concussion guy. They don't want to deal with these issues. But the reality is, if they didn't, Teddy Bridgewater, who's already dealt with one career-threatening injury situation, you know, if they'd have let him back in that game, what would have happened if he would have gotten hit again? Right. 
like just being tossed to the ground and slamming your head down like yeah, two or even again, worse. The hit. second concussion, or even something the small that triggers it again, again, wasn't a big hit. The first one wasn't too too serious, but you could clearly see his head bouncing yeah. off the ground, off of a shove. The second one is a very typical move that that players do now to the quarterbacks because they're not allowed to fall on them. So instead, they sling them to the ground, and they're doing that so that they don't put their weight on the player and get the personal foul call. This is supposedly safer for all parties involved. But instead, it, it damaged to his brain again and triggered a concussion issue. Right, it was a back and ankle injury, and that was all that it was. What are you talking about? I he was fine. He got it was just a back, back in the first game. Like, that blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's good. Again, he got back and neck injury with your quarterback, and somehow they were like, yeah, he's fine to play. Like, again, like, the silly machismo of football players always boggles my mind because it's like you want to continue playing football. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then they're like, so you're going to take care can... of yourself and not play their injuries, right? And they go, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, if they can tough it out, if they can go back out there and keep playing, they will. I mean, it goes it's back like, to It's like, well, then Watt, you're not going to play football for very long. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> proper activity Wednesday and still played a football game on Sunday. I mean, isn't it at least a little scary to think? What if someone had just hit him directly in the chest with their helmet? Right, because he's bigger than a lot of people. Like, any of the running backs running at him could have done that. Yeah, that's not even that weird to think about. Nope. Yeah, I just, I think there's a lot of, I think, and I, and no, I don't, we're not gonna I think about football. that. I'm not the, the let's, let's change this game type guy. But it's pretty obvious that there's some flaws here that aren't getting better, that are potentially getting worse, that we need to address. And it's pretty obvious that this concussion protocol stuff, a lot of it was for show. And it's and it wasn't doing its job. Yeah, and if honestly, if I'm the you know, the, the, the players association, this is going to be like everything to me because these right. are the same right. men. The game's going to forget them you know, as soon as they're gone. They're throw their lives away for this spot. game, and the, that's the nature the of the NFL. Take care of them. All right. So on that dour note, before we move on to our last story, let's finish off these ad reads. Um, it's never a good idea to drink and drive, but what if you had a few beers at the game and you know you're not drunk, but you get pulled over and arrested anyway? You need a law firm that knows how to try DWIs. Someone who just won't plead you out quickly. You need a lawyer who has spent hundreds of hours in a hands-on lab learning situation learning the sciences used in dwi cases a lawyer acs qualified to be designated a lawyer scientist because these cases aren't like other kinds of cases your positive outcomes may very well depend on who better understands and presents the science at trial attorney brian Aston is a designated lawyer scientist and the lawyers at Aston law firm have successfully tried and won many of these cases call Aston law firm at 832-209-2297 that's Aston law firm at 832-209 2297 or visit com. Also, make sure to go check out the Adventure Begins Stadium. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More are up here in Conroe at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130 in Conroe, Texas, located inside the Marcel Town Center. They also have a store called the Adventure Stadium right up there on the second floor. It's awesome. It has sports memorabilia, sports cards, and all kinds of great things of that nature. What you need to do is go check that out. You need to go in there, get yourself some signed gear, some signed swag, or go buy some cards. You could be the next guy pulling a one in twenty-two out of a rare card set, and or winning or pulling a one-of-a-kind signed Tom Brady card, and be the next guy holding thirty grand in your hand just because you went to the Adventure Stadium and bought yourself a pack of cards. That's a pretty exciting prospect. Uh, the Adventure Begins Comics Games and More is family friendly. It's well lit. Nico and I do all of our business there. They're great. They're great people to be around. It's a great place to go and visit. The staff is knowledgeable in their departments. They know what they're talking about. You can go and you can have a good time. They do lots of great events. Check them out. The Adventure Begins Comics Games and More, and check out the Adventure Stadium in particular. Um, okay, so one, two little stories that that, that overlap, and so we're going to talk about them real quick. 
Um, we talked about the protester who ran out on the field and got tackled by the football player. And he turned around and sued the player. I, so I was listening to our the the episode and where we were picking the Texans him. win, the first win from the Texans. And one of the things we talked about, towards the end of that episode, he threw a headline at me about uh, Walker stopping the guy, slaying the guy flat. And I talked about how it gets a little murky, it gets a little muddy. You, you don't you don't mind that he did it, but it starts to get a little questionable. Would he have done it if it was a woman? What does it look like? Walker's a much bigger guy than the people involved. Blah, 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 blah. And now that he's suing, it does. it's not fair to Walker. And he was, I think, within his rights to do what he did. But it definitely kind of... The next time this happens, the players aren't going to do that. Yeah, and it, again, it's putting him in a weird corner because we kind of came to the conclusion that, like, yeah, he did the correct thing to do because he made a statement. About Very true. Him, and he also pointed out like, that one of the security you know, guards were hurt. I tried to remove the, the threat as quickly as possible because you never know with people, which is true. Crazy. Right. So it was very clearly like, all right, I'm going to, you know, put myself at risk to protect everyone here, which is a reasonable, very noble thing to do. Because, yeah, like he's being sued. But, I mean, everyone involved is pretty much going yeah, to. I shouldn't I say I don't think a lot of people are going to have a problem with what he did. Most people I but think I do come to the conclusion that this he what he did was correct. It, it is. But the danger still yeah, a lot there. of I mean, the states the same the danger ground laws. Uh, a lot of self defense laws, especially a lot of advocates that did not apply equally like or universally correctly or whatever the situation is. A lot of this stuff is not necessarily as cut and dry as everyone feels like it should be. And while common sense may dictate that, like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. I think it, I think it exposes him to some vulnerabilities and some issues, though. And sure enough, this lawsuit. Now, will he win this lawsuit? Probably. Probably. And he should win it if he does win it. Because it's not necessarily like what he did. I mean what he it seems appropriate what he did. And it wasn't like he used excessive force or anything like that. I don't I don't I don't know what this person was expecting to have happen, you know? But Right, there, that's a reasonable outcome to that situation, to yeah. that protest. Oh, no. guy, guy and as a, walks as a protester, field, he just kind of has to assume player. that risk, that I feel like. But you don't know legally how these things are going to play out. So, I don't want it to happen to him, but there's a chance that he will find himself in a little bit of trouble from this. Uh, but it also right. kind of spirals yeah. into the next story. So, after the Raiders game, where they lost by a point, and Devontae Adams bumped into Hunter Renfro... Uh, and was unable to run downfield, and I'm sure he felt like he would have caught that ball and ran for a touchdown. I'm sure that what, that's what is on his mind. Well, what actually happens, though, is he is angry. He throws his helmet somewhere, or he has it with him, I think, still. He's, I saw him smacking it. I, he didn't throw it. I shouldn't say that. He's walking towards the locker room, and there's a guy on the field with credentials holding equipment, and he shoves the dude to the ground. Just aggressively shoves this poor bro down to the ground for no reason. He has since issued an nice, apology. Good job. Personally, I would like to see a fine and maybe even a suspension for this. You know, these are the guys who are packaging this thing together to make the NFL profitable. These are the guys helping make this a television product and an entertainment product. That's literally the guys at his job. Like, he didn't do anything to Devontae. It's not Devontae Adams' fault that Josh McDaniels doesn't know how to count. You know, um... So I don't. I, I think it was awful. I think it was awful. I think it was a, a pathetic thing to do. But I saw it live, and I immediately said, "That is not okay." And it's getting a little bit of press already. But I hope, I hope very quickly it spirals into a big deal, and someone says to him, and says to the league, "Don't do this." I feel bad enough for these guys when they get bounced off of when they like when plays go to the sidelines. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you see one of the camera guys just get knocked out, you know, trying to just... He doesn't see what's happening directly in front of him, and, and the players are trying to do their thing and protect their bodies, and it's no one's fault. I already feel bad for those guys. So, obviously, when someone just gets shoved out of the way, 
I I, I feel a certain way. Right. Yeah, if Which you I mean, were you should, people because this man people, has nothing to do with you. Again, his name is Josh McDaniels. Just absolutely disrespected him. <laughs> I'm going to shove a complete stranger out of my know, way. Like, oh, man, I'm so mad right now. I'm going to yeah. beat up someone who had well, nothing to I do mean, with listen, this. <laughs> this harkens back to the old days, and I you don't hear about it as much anymore, but I'm sure it's still happens a lot that'll show him there's a lot of domestic violence among players wives back in the day you know um even the great warren moon had an issue with it that he was you know coming home unhappy about winning and losing and 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 struggling you know and there was an issue it happens a lot with some of these guys they don't they don't get all the aggression out on the field as a matter of fact sometimes losing makes for more aggression for them and so yeah i don't know man like it's not a good look for sure. And I would like to see a, a very serious approach taken by the league on that. Because I don't... You, you don't go shoving... All this guy is doing is helping you make tens of millions of dollars and hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars by making your product accessible to people. And Devontae Adams is shoving him because he's mad. Yeah. And I, I, I don't... I, I have a huge problem with that. That's an issue. That's a massive issue. It's a power dynamic. It's a bully thing. It's a lose your temper thing. It's all of it. I don't. Have, I have a problem with it every way you slice it. That's one piece of bread. I'm not going to eat at all. It's. I got a real issue with it. It's. It's. It's bad all around. He was mad. Well, he needs to march on down to Josh McDaniel's office and and help him count to thirty. And if but he if was news mad. broke that Devontae Adams helped Josh McDaniel's count to thirty using his fists. I would probably feel a lot differently about that story than I would about the idea that he's shoving a stranger on the field who's trying to help make a television product. No, no. He was just some guy credentialed to be on the sidelines, and he's holding audio equipment. Yeah, like he's like, not even involved. He like, he's not even on the team. nothing to do with... <laughs> right. This guy has nothing to do with anything with anything. Yeah, man's rolling up, Rams rolling up with the microphone, and he's like, get out of here. Like a real boy. (laughs) Yeah. All right, that's going to end this show. I hope everyone had a great one. I hope everyone has a great week. We're going to be back tomorrow because we do this every day because we love football, and we love having you guys check us out. So make sure to check out the Battle Red Radio, posting Monday through Friday on Spotify. Make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, feel free to comment, comment on the articles, comment on the blogs, go to battle red radio or battleredblog.com and check out battle red radio. All right. Thank you very much guys. Have a great, great Tuesday.